Part of the long low stone building of the Pier Arts Centre was once the recruiting office for the Hudson's Bay Company. Founded in 1670, the Company of Adventurers, as they preferred to be known, became one of the biggest traders in the world. Their ships regularly called into Stromness for supplies and to hire labour. By the late 18th century, Arcadians made up three quarters of the Hudson's Bay Company workforce. One morning in March, Tam tramped along the squelching road to Stromness. He carried his boots in one hand and a bundle in the other. The bundle contained two bare bannocks, a hard-boiled egg and a Bible. The harbour was full of masts when he arrived in the town, and the street was full of strange sailors and country lads, all bound like himself for the great white spaces 500 miles over the horizon. The first thing Tam did was to go to the agent. The agent eyed him, noting the great width of his shoulders and the shy, steady light in his eyes. Then he put a quill pen in Tam's hand and told him to sign his name on a form. Tam managed it with a mighty furrowing of his brows. The ship sails in the morning, said the agent. Talking about the Hudson's Bay, my father used to say when he was a boy, when the Hudson's Bay Company ships anchored in the back of the homes, yeah. they never came right in. They were too big. They were too big, aye. That's they boarded the stuff out. Yes, and he can remember right. as a boy going out with his father uh -huh. to visit, uh -huh. board the ships, so uh -huh. that he could see some of his old friends. Many returned after years with the Hudson's Bay Company to open businesses in the town or by farms in their home parishes and islands. Often they left behind Indian and sometimes Eskimo wives and families. Some wives and children came to live in Orkney and there were many First Nation and Inuit descendants. One of the oldest shops in Strumness is Flett's the Butcher, set up by an Arcadian returning from Canada. Eric, this is where your father had his butcher shop. And my grandfather. No, and your grandfather. Now tell me, your grandfather was a Hudson Bay man, wasn't he? Yeah, he was 10 years up there. He was 10 years. Aye. And when he came back from the Hudson Bay, did he start the butcher shop then? Well, he was a joiner of the trade, and when he came home, there was in one of the usual depressions that Orton used to go Aye. through. There was no work. Aye. And his wife and her two sisters had moved down from the country to here. Uh-huh. And one of them had started a trocken shop. They, yeah. they sold paraffin and they Aye. bought in meal and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and sold it again. And somebody said to them, why don't you buy beefing? Because there's no butcher shop in this area. Yeah. So he walked up the country and he bought a coo and he took it back home. And he killed it in the stables up the back. Yeah. He had a wire uh, hook at the bottom and he used to tie them to. Yeah. And he sold it and that's what started. That's and that started. was in 1876. So good, good. Eric. Yeah. So he was one of these enterprising young lads who came back from the Northwest for too much money. As the ministers used to say. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> you know what he came back with in what? terms of cash? What? 45 pounds. Ah, oh, that's a fair amount of money that in those days, man. Oh, well, he was a kind of old lad, you Aye. can uh, Myself and David Garsher were partners in the business. A lot's changed in the last 26 years with the amount of hygiene and rules and regulations that's come into force, you know, and uh, the meat itself's not changed any, but a lot of the regulations and that's changed. 
we get it from farms, buy it at the mart for local farmers. We supply meat all over the place, there are hotels and shops and stuff all over Orkney. So farm cheese and local Orkney cheddar cheese. All different types of customers. We get uh, obviously people that like meat, and we also get vegetarians because we have a large selection of veg and, and hotels for wholesale and stuff like that. There's a lot of different ones. the premises, now the Pier Arts Centre, came into the possession of John Aim Shearer, whose general merchant's business was to last nearly 100 years. That business in its time, of course, did trade all over the north of Europe. They had five schooners. They had schooners, yeah. that's right. Named after the old man's daughter. And some of them, of course, came to sad ends, yes. lost for yeah. the whole crew. And down that pier, there was, there was coopering sheds. They traded, mm-hmm. of course, in herring and... Uh, Made their own barrels. Made their own barrels. In later years, the building became a hostel downstairs, while the upstairs was a studio and home of the artist Sylvia Wishart. Sylvia was instrumental in the building's evolution into a gallery and museum. It opened to the public, first of all, in 1979. A lady called Margaret Gardner, who was a peace activist, visited Orkney fell in love with the place, made friends with a lot of the artists that lived in Orkney and with their assistance she decided that what she wanted to do was to give her collection or a a big part of it to the people of Orkney. So she began the process of trying to find buildings to house it and that's really how the Peer Arts Centre started. The collection is regarded as one of the finest in the UK and key works are regularly loaned to prominent exhibitions around the world. In the early 2000s it was realised that there was a need to extend the buildings. So the gallery closed in late 2004 to reopen in the summer of 2007. The award-winning design of the new Peter Centre was in keeping with the architectural history of Strumness. Strumness has been called the Venice of the North because the water was the main thoroughfare, the sea was the strait and the playground. Mr Tom Wishart of Strumness is 81 this year. All his life, like so many Strumness men, he has been connected with the sea. As a little lad, you played around these piers where we are sitting now, did you ever tumble in? Oh, many a time. <laughs> and how did you get out? Scramble oh, or pull scrambled out? scrambled out somewhere. <laughs> in, in those days, were the boys constantly in boats? Oh, they were never out of boats here. There were boats, boats the whole time. We've rowed all the way from here, the harbour end, right to the very point of Ness. And we've come all the way back again, rowing the whole way. My mother, Elizabeth, is going to have a shot in a minute because she always valued rowing along the harbour front when I was a young child. And as my father, Archie, who's not quite going to hit the oars today, but he spent most of his childhood on the harbour front as well. Yes, uh, we spent most of the summer in the harbour. Sometimes it's a special treat. We could get uh, into a motorboat and go off out to Grimsey or Hoy. These were great treats for the young folk in Stromness. 
We also swam in the harbour. <laughs> Swimming was an important part of our life. The swimming test was not as it's done in the pool now. It was taking off from, was it the Pole Star Pier and going to the homes? If you did that, that, that was your true and tested swimmer. <laughs> in our younger days, we used to fish off the piers, fish under the piers, fish off the boats. And a great activity was going out to the Point in S where the campsite is. The Fishermen's Society, as they were then, used to dump all their spent shells. And that was a wonderful breeding ground for fish. You'd go out there till very late at night in the summer and there'd be dozens of us hauling curds and silics of all shapes and sizes. I suppose that's the one thing that's the biggest change. They're not there in that quantity anymore because the harbour is a much cleaner place. I remember even once or twice maybe you used to do the shopping that way. <laughs> at least we always used to get off here and have an ice cream, which we haven't done yet. <laughs> That happened in various places. I suppose um, there was Norrie's Cafe, which is where the cafe is now. You yeah. remember the original cafe? Yes, yes. Pagascio, an Italian gentleman who uh, settled in Stromness. And Giulio Pagascio's grave is out in Stromness Kirkyard. Somebody keeps a watch over it because the last time I called there, there was flowers. It was very touching. Now time for the next stop, Shopping Week and Orkney Fudge.